That's where it started. Hello, this is Paul Derringer. And this is Alton Derringer. In today's episode, we will explore one of indie folk's most creative but under-the-radar bands, Lord Huron. I'm looking forward to this journey, Paul. Everyone in my family, including me, is a fan of Lord Huron's work. Alton, I'm a recent fan of Lord Huron, but I am a fan nonetheless. Listeners, today we have an exciting post-episode playout, which, going forward, will be called our post-episode bonus. And there was much rejoicing. Today's bonus features Katie Tish, a singer-songwriter from Baltimore, Maryland, Hello, listeners of Derringer Discoveries. My name is Katie Tish. I'm really excited to be on the show. Our regular listeners will remember that our post-episode bonus for episode 23 on Toad the Wet Sprocket featured We're About Nine, another fantastic artist from Baltimore, Maryland. I'm sorry to disturb you, mister, but there's nobody flying this plane. We love the music coming out of Baltimore. Stick around today and hear our exclusive interview with Katie Tish. Yeah, it was a great interview. But before we head out on this expedition, do we have any listener feedback? Derringer Discoveries listener feedback. A person who identified himself as DC from Kentucky wrote to tell us that he is a new listener of Derringer Discoveries. Did he say anything else? He said that our episode on sticks, Tommy versus Dennis, episode 22, was an excellent episode. Hey, thanks, DC from Kentucky. Any other letters, Paul? One of our regular writers, Laura from Roanoke, Virginia. Hey, Laura. Laura wrote to say she enjoyed Toad the Wet Sprocket, Not Just Another 90s Band and Why, episode 23. Nothing so loud. She also commented that snippet is one of her favorite words. Paul, I'm not sure I believe that second part, but Laura, thanks for the positive feedback. Alton, we received a lot of feedback on the Toad episode. It was all positive. For example, Priya from our hometown of Charlottesville, Virginia, wrote to say that though she was listening to different music during Toad's heyday, just a flesh wound, she said she enjoyed our recap of what she missed. Priya also asked if there are, quote, common elements across different musical styles that create an enjoyable experience, end of quote, for the two of us as co-host of Derringer Discoveries. Priya, thanks for writing in. Paul and I like all kinds of music. Of course. That would simplify everything. Especially recording artists who have an interesting backstory. Definitely. We cater to fresh folk, adult rock, and power pop. Plus, blues and alternative within the realm of rock. So Priya, and for that matter, all our listeners, if there is a band that you think would make a good feature on Derringer Discoveries, let us know. We're always open to suggestions. And with that in mind... This is Derringer Discoveries, where we take you, the listener, on a journey. A musical journey.
Lord Huron first appeared on the indie folk scene in 2010. The name Lord Huron is a nod to one of the five Great Lakes, Lake Huron, where founding member Ben Schneider spent evenings playing music around the campfire. Schneider originally pursued a career in visual arts, having studied at the University of Michigan, and then he completed his degree in France. He began his visual arts career in New York City and eventually found his way to Los Angeles in 2005. The genesis of Lord Huron took place when Schneider traveled home to Michigan in the spring of 2010. Lord Huron initially set out as a solo project. He recorded a handful of songs, which he soon released on an EP called Into the Sun. Lord Huron arrived toward the back end of a burgeoning indie folk scene. Their music achieved a satisfying blend of folk, pop, rock, and Americana. Their songs resonate with fans of The Head and the Heart. Put your dreams away for now. I won't see you for some time. Mumford and Sons. You'll always be my only guiding light. The Avett Brothers. Three words that became hard to say. The iconic Neil Young. Keep me searching And the iconic Paul Simon of Simon and Garfunkel. I'd rather be a handler than a nail. Paul, Lord Huron, also appeals to fans of Fleet Foxes. Blue Ridge Mountain, over near Tennessee. My Morning Jacket. Watching the crowd rolling. And Oakerville River. That sounds good to me, Alton. In order to develop a live show, Snyder put together a band and began touring in August of 2010. In November of 2010, Lord Huron released a second EP called Mighty, and they embarked on an ambitious touring schedule the following year. The band appeared at large festivals such as Lollapalooza and South by Southwest. Lord Huron's lineup eventually solidified around Snyder and three of his childhood friends. Mark Berry on drums, Miguel Bisseno on bass and keys, and Tom Renault on guitar. The band signed with an independent label called I Am Sound Records in January of 2012, and they began working on their debut full-length album, Lonesome Dreams. The western-tinged Lonesome Dreams was a tried-and-true, straight-down-the-middle-of-America album. The album was released in October 2012 and was followed by extensive touring that landed the band an appearance on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. At the completion of the tour, the band returned to their home base of Los Angeles. As they prepared to record their second album, they wanted to find a place where they could have their own space and set their own schedule for recording. They happened upon such a spot in the local classified ads, the long-defunct Whispering Pines studio. For over 35 years, Whispering Pines has been conjuring up musical magic from the depths of the human soul. Though the studio wasn't very promising at first, it felt like a place they could call their own. After stripping out the old wiring and replacing decrepit equipment with some new simple gear, they got to work recording their next album, Strange Trails. Yes, I know that love is like ghosts. 
Recording throughout 2014, Strange Trails kept much of the Old West feel of the previous album. The album was released in April 2015 in both the UK and the United States. It received favorable reviews from music critics and charted in the UK, Belgium, and Canada and reached number one on Billboard's U.S. Folk Albums chart. And it also peaked number two on Billboard's Independent Albums, Alternative Albums, and Top Rock Albums charts. It was in 2017 when Lord Huron caught lightning in a bottle. A song from the Strange Trails album, The Night We Met, was included in the Netflix television series, 13 Reasons Why. I've been searching for a trail to follow again. Take me back to the night we met. After the song's appearance on 13 Reasons Why, it entered the record charts throughout the world, including Australia, Canada, France, the UK, and the US. Paul, this was two years after the song was originally released. The song eventually reached three times platinum in the US. The song has also appeared in episodes of over half a dozen TV shows. The Night We Met garnered so much attention that it landed the band a record deal with Republic Records, a record label owned by Universal Music Group. The band's third album, Vidi Noir, French for Black Void, was released in April 2018. Schneider noted that the album was inspired by his nighttime wanderings around Los Angeles. Many critics said that some of the songs tended more towards garage rock, unlike their earlier releases. The album reached number two on Billboard's U.S. Top Alternative Albums and Top Rock Album Charts. Paul, Vidi Noir is my son's favorite Lord Huron album. Though he likes Lord Huron's latest album, he likes the bass drums and psychedelic grooves on this album. This brings us, Alton, to Lord Huron's latest album called Long Lost. Like the albums before it, Long Lost is a concept album. Long Lost builds on Lord Huron's live stream shows called Alive from Whispering Pines. The recordings are a timeless alternate reality where the studio owner, Hubs Tarbell, introduces us to a cast of musical characters who have recorded at Whispering Pines in the years past. Thank you, thank you, thank you, folks. It's been ben Schneider uses music, video production, storytelling, and multimedia to weave intriguing tales of a bygone era. Putting his visual art skills to good use, he has designed all of the band's album covers and has been the creative force behind their storytelling videos. Lord Huron is a pop culture juggernaut with various songs from all their full-length albums appearing in movies and TV shows. The list is way too long to go into here, but what we can do is share our top three favorite songs from Lord Huron's latest album, Long Lost. Let's roll. Paul, what's your third favorite Lord Huron song from their latest album? Well, I'll make it easy on you, out, and it's the title track, Long Lost. What's yours, Alton? My third favorite song from the album is Mine Forever. It has a jangly western guitar and simple snare double beat that reminds me of a spaghetti western movie starring the band The Monkees. If you ever want to see my face again, I want to know. If you're going to say the name The Monkees, then I have to mention that I recently saw them in concert. 
Mickey Dolenz and Michael Nesmith, basically what's left of the Monkees. For real? For real. And I can tell you this, Monkees fans are loyal. Take the last train to Pottsville and I'll meet you at the station. You can be here by 4.30 because I've made your reservation. Don't be slow. But tell me this, was the concert any good? I can tell you this, Monkees fans are loyal. Paul, remember how I told you that I like melancholy songs? Well, my number two favorite song from this album is I Lied. I swore that I'd become a better man for you and I tried. The song is a not-so-love song sung as a duet between Ben Snyder and Alison Pontier. It's the epitome of a melancholy song for me. It has a slow swing beat and depressing lyrics. Alison Pontier's harmonies are spot on. That's a sad song, Alton. I like it a whole lot after Allison starts singing. I read your letter in the morning by the lake and Yeah, you like those sweet singing voices. Definitely. What's your number two favorite song? My number two favorite song by Lord Huron is, and I'm not saying this incorrectly, by the way. This is how the title is written. My number two favorite song by Lord Huron is, What Do It Mean? Your English teacher loves that, doesn't she? Hey, take it up with Ben Schneider. It's What Do It Mean? The song starts lush and quickly bounces into a western swing. Then it progresses with an arc into an enjoyable, melodic song with catchy lyrics. Here are the opening lyrics. So much to say, but my words mean nothing. A life spent talking when my epitaph would do. So much to say, but my And now, we arrive at the moment that everyone listening to this episode has been waiting for. The Derringer Brothers' favorite song or songs from Lord Huron's long-lost album. How about it, Alton? What's your number one favorite song from this album? The song I picked sounds like a 60s rockabilly meets psychedelic pop. Oh, hang on. Wait a minute. That's interesting. And what else? And my number one favorite song from this album is Not Dead Yet. Ha! Great minds. My number one favorite song is also Not Dead Yet. And for our regular listeners, I think this is our third time that we've disagreed on number two and number three and have agreed on number one. That's getting a little scary around here. But you know what? I like this song. It almost has an Elvis type of vibe to it. I'm all shook up. I could see that. It reminds me of the traveling Wilburys. No wonder we've included it on the Turnip Music Radio Top 25. So what is the Turnip Music Radio Top 25, Paul? It is a chart that we have created to reflect what we think are the top 25 best songs at any given time, anywhere in the world, in the genres that we cover, and we update the chart monthly. So we encourage people to check it out one month, come back the next month and check it out again, and see how we feel about the music that's out there in this world. Well, Paul, it's that time again. For $25,000, none of which I have to give you. Now, wait a minute. I think that's a contract. You've offered something. I'm accepting it. It's just something I do. (laughs) And I've also stated in the fine print, I don't have it to give you. Oh, well. But because you don't have $25,000 to give me, I get to give a long answer, okay? And there was much rejoicing. (laughs) 
Now, if you don't mind, can we get on with your question? Has Lord Huron jumped the shark? Lord Huron's star is clearly on the rise. When we started working on this episode, Lord Huron was one of the top 500 recording artists in the world based on Spotify listener streams. In fact, they were exactly at 500. As of this recording, they have moved up to 497 worldwide. Let me put this in perspective for our listeners. Lord Huron is at 497. Based on Spotify's monthly listeners, right now, worldwide, Justin Bieber is number one. The Beatles are at number 101. 101. David Bowie, who we covered in the last episode, episode 24, he is at number 250. Elvis Presley is at 321. Thank you. Thank you very much. Legendary icons Neil Young and Paul Simon, they are not in the top 500. That's hard to believe. Lord Huron is in the top 500, and as I pointed out, they are moving up rapidly. So have they jumped the shark? That's a long way of building up to the suspenseful question. Have they jumped the shark? That's what I asked a minute ago. (laughs) Some might say that the new album, Long Lost, is a letdown compared to Lord Huron's prior albums. For me, Long Lost is enjoyable. It has some good to great music on it. However, I do feel the need to caution Lord Huron, i.e. Ben Schneider and company. The last song on Long Lost called Time's Blur is a 14-plus minute embarrassment. Ooh. Yeah, embarrassment. In my opinion, it's not a song. It's definitely not interesting. And at more than 14 minutes in length, it's a lousy way to end an album. As our listeners know from prior episodes of Derringer Discoveries, great albums start strong and end strong. If Time's Blur was two to three minutes long, I would ignore it and write it off. At 14 plus minutes in length, I am compelled, compelled to call out Lord Huron. I doubt many people will listen to that song all the way through. A band on the rise, such as Lord Huron, must keep the quality consistently good or risk jumping the shark. Dang, Paul, that is harsh. Time's Blur is my favorite song that Lord Huron does. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) I agree with you 100%, Paul. It doesn't belong on the album. So what do you think? Have they jumped the shark? You know, Lord Huron, they've been around for over 10 years. I think they're just now hitting their stride, with the exception of Time's Blur there. I'm glad that we've discovered their long-lost album. I'm sure their music will be sought out more and more. They've had a huge impact on pop culture and have done wonderful collaborations with the likes of Alison Pontier. Just wanna say that I'm sorry in advance. And the formidably talented Phoebe Bridgers. Ben Schneider's creative drive persists and the band's music continues to impact pop culture, I don't see them slowing down anytime soon unless they put more songs like Time's Blur on their albums. Yeah. So I think that they'll be around a while. Okay. Well, then bottom line is neither of us think that Lord Huron has jumped the shark. So I think it's safe to say that since we don't think they've jumped the shark, there's no way they could have crossed the Rubicon. 
Crossing the Rubicon is reaching the point of no return. How's that for a short answer? Are you glad that part two wasn't as long as part one? Yes, I am, and I agree with you. Alton, it's time to wrap up our Lord Huron episode. This is Paul. This is Alton. If you liked this episode of Derringer Discoveries, please leave us a review and tell others about us. And be sure to click like on this episode's playlist, Lord Huron, Indie Folk's Creative Under the Radar Juggernaut. Only available on Spotify. Thank you for listening to Derringer Discoveries. In your sister's room. Listeners, as promised in our last episode and at the start of this episode, today's post-episode bonus includes an exclusive interview with Katie Tisch, a talented up-and-coming artist from Baltimore, Maryland. Hello, listeners of Derringer Discoveries. My name is Katie Tisch. I am a resident of Baltimore, Maryland and a recording musician. I'm really excited to be on the show. Katie was kind enough to join us for an interview on Zoom. We were able to spend quite a while together discussing a number of musical topics. Katie told us how she got her start. I've been playing guitar since fifth grade. My dad actually taught me. He's the one who really inspired me to get into more pop folk type of music. I wanted to be the one to fix you, make you love me. I thought I could help restore your hope and how her musical compositions have evolved over the years. I've learned a lot of tips on vocal production, which I definitely was lacking in some earlier albums. Maybe you slipped right into my life And I missed it when I blinked my eyes Oh, I always catch feelings too strong It's too early to write you a song Listeners, Alton and I have picked our three favorite Katie Tish songs. We did, and Katie gave us some insight into the making of each one. I might like how I feel in your arms And the sound of your voice when you talk Maybe I'm scared that soon you'll be gone It's too early to write you a song Alton, you and I picked our top three favorite songs by Katie Tish, and we asked her to tell us about these songs, and she did. So, Paul, tell me, what do you think? What's your third favorite one? My third favorite song, and I think you've agreed, is a song that's currently on the Turnip Music Radio Top 25. It is called Yellow Light. I know it feels like we're driving towards a yellow light. It always feels like we're just living on borrowed time. I know you're scared that a love like this never survives. But, babe, I promise you we'll make it through the yellow light. Yeah, that's a good song. Here's Katie telling us a little bit about Yellow Light. Make it to the other side. I love using metaphors in my songwriting. I just find that it adds a whole new level of depth with the writing and the interpretation and the emotion. And metaphors are so much better sometimes at communicating emotions in their raw form, especially with art in this case. I know it feels like we're driving towards a yellow light. It always feels like we're just living on borrowed time. I know you're scared that a love like us never survives. But babe, I promise you we'll make it through the yellow light. 
Paul, what's our next song? Our number two favorite song is a more recent song. And this, I believe, is one of your favorite songs. It's called Back to Me 2.0. Yeah, this is a song that Katie redid. She had released it on one of her earlier albums and has given it a new treatment and released it to the world again. I didn't know that love could be something long and slow. I played on repeat, fell fast and hard and broke my heart myself. You should know that that's how it started so long ago You looked at me and I was gone for good Till you left me alone And that's Back to Me 2.0. That's our number two pick, which leads us, Alton. Do you want to ask me what our number one pick is? Hey, Paul, what's our number one pick? (laughs) You already know this, too, because it's your number one pick as well. It's a song that Katie told us a lot about, and I do love the song. Our number one favorite song by Katie Tish is In My Head. You're in my head Haunting me over my bed That was a snippet of In My Head. That was a really important song for me to write. I had a traumatic experience happen to me in 2019. It was a situation that I was not safe in, and it was one of the hardest things that I've ever had to deal with in my life. Waking me up from a nightmare that I can't escape from. Writing that song was my process for moving past the trauma and moving past the fear and all of the emotions that were coming around and sort of suffocating me. I put them into the song. Breathe in, breathe out, try my hardest not to come undone in the parking lot. And that's another song where I wrote it for myself. I'm really happy that I wrote the song because, you know, maybe there's a lot of people out here who've gone through something similar and will hear that and think I'm not alone. I have people that I can talk to, people who've experienced something similar. It's really good to see people connecting with the song and really know that I'm actually making a positive impact by talking about negative things in a healthy way. Breathe in, breathe out, try my hardest not to come under. And that was our interview with Katie Tish. Alton, that interview was a lot of fun. It truly was. Special thanks to Katie Tish for joining us for that exclusive interview. And thank you, listeners, for staying until the end of today's post-episode bonus. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please follow us on your favorite digital platform and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. And before you go, we have one more small favor to ask. Please tell your friends about Derringer Discoveries. Oh, 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 oh. Still in my head.